to another podcast episode of Show Talk, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. Let's get ready to jump into Marvel's Runaways Season 1, Episode 3, Destiny. Now, like with the past episodes, let's pull up a recap of what we know has happened. We got to know all of the characters, uh, such as Alex, Nico, Carolina, Chase, Gert, and Molly, and some of the secrets that they hold, such as Molly and Carolina developing powers that they never had before. Then we get to know the parents in episode two, the rewind, where we got to see the parents' perspective in their position in Pride and what Pride actually is. So far, we don't know too much, but we know that every parent has certain traits and abilities that they're able to give to Pride and the actions that they take to make sure that Pride ends up successful. One of the main focuses of episode one and two was the surprising death of Destiny, a runaway who's been picked up by the Church of Gaborum, a church affiliated with pride. Upon realizing that the kids just witnessed a murder, they run off. While they try to pretend like everything's normal, they can't ignore the fact that they just witnessed their parents murder someone, that now they realize their parents aren't exactly who they think they are. So in episode three, we go on to try to find the truth of what exactly happened in episode one and two and if Destiny really is dead. Looking at the overall of episode three, I was actually pretty impressed. There were so many suspenseful moments that happened that I was at the edge of my seat the entire episode. Where we left off in episode two, Jeffrey has found one of Molly's bows inside of his study, the same place that leads way to the cave in which Destiny was sacrificed. Now you gotta remember, in episode two, the parents wondered whether or not the kids saw anything, and this finding of the bow could leave evidence to believe that they did, or at least Molly did, and now they have to figure out what to do with that information, or at least what to do with her. Because like I said, the parents aren't letting anything happen to Pride, and that might mean going against their own children. And it does seem that this episode really does focus on Molly. We find out in the first scenes that she was adopted by the Yorks and that her parents were part of Pride. The questions, however, lie in how they died. Nobody really knows, but there's speculation that it might have been someone within the Pride group possibly Tina, Nico's mom. So it just shows the lengths that the parents within Pride are willing to take. Flash forward to now, the kids are meeting up to try to clear their parents' name. They don't know what they really saw, and it seems like they're in denial about what happened, but they're trying to get as much information as possible. So they all spread out and prioritize finding out the truth. Nico goes off to check out her mother's staff. Carolina goes to the church to see if Destiny was possibly sent on a retreat to London. And Gert and Chase go off to go find the transporter box that Destiny was placed in the night before. While Alex goes off to check the basement of where the sacrifice took place, Molly is left alone and vulnerable to the parents who want to know what she knows. Apparently, Catherine, Alex's mom, has obtained a serum created by the Yorks. This serum has the ability to erase someone's memory 
of a specific time, but there are side effects. Apparently, they've used this serum in the past on Frank Dean, Carolina's dad, and he's never been the same since. But Catherine is ready and willing to risk it all to protect pride. And although Molly is able to get away with the use of her powers and convince Catherine that she didn't see anything, you can still tell that there is some suspicion there. This is something that we should keep an eye out in later episodes in the season. In the rest of the kids' investigation, Nico's able to find her mother's staff that she used that night. Apparently, it's activated with the use of her blood, or at least her family's blood, so we can tell that the staff is linked to the family as a whole, because once she uses it, she's able to make it snow within her mother's office. However, when Alex takes the staff to try to use it to shut off the snow, he's unable to, and it seems to have negative effects against him. Carolina is unable to discover anything about Destiny at the church, but it seems that the church may actually be covering up Destiny's real location. I mean, you can't really know for sure, but it seems to be on a need-to-know basis depending on who's the closest to Leslie. Because then again, you gotta remember that although Frank tried to get more information, he was unable to access any of Leslie's files. It's possible he might have had access in the past, but we gotta remember that the serum was used against him, that memory serum, so it might have wiped out everything that he knows about Pride now and what's hidden within the church. Finally, Gert and Chase, although they don't find Destiny within the transporter, do find the York's dinosaur in their basement, and they release him by accident. But one thing we do find out is that Gert possibly has a telepathic link between the dinosaur and herself, because he seems to listen to her commands, so maybe Gert has powers of her own. It's a lot to take in, but we learn a lot in every scene where the kids come closer to uncovering the truth of what happened that night. Leaves us at the edge of our seat in suspense when each and every one of them come this close to being detected by their parents. And it's time to break down exactly what the parents were up to while the kids were snooping around. While Catherine's dealing with Molly, the Gerts are making plans to disappear. It seems that they've always had a plan that once Pride was over, they were going to escape to the Midwest with the kids and their dinosaur for protection. So what does that mean? I don't think Pride is just a membership that you can just cancel. And if they leave, there might actually be some pretty bad repercussions. And it doesn't help that their dinosaur has just escaped thanks to Chase. So who knows what they're going to do from now on. Now, on Nico's parents' side, it turns out the Minoru's are still going through marital problems. Because remember when we were wondering who Janet was sleeping with? It turns out it was someone from Pride. Robert, Nico's dad. They've been sleeping together for who knows how long. But long enough for Robert to be thinking about getting an apartment for the two of them. You can tell that Tina is a little suspicious of something. Because in this episode, she actually tried to bring the marriage back together. And you can tell that Robert just wasn't picking up what she was throwing down. Probably because he was getting everything he wanted from somebody else. I mean, Janet must be coming into a lot of free time now that Victor has been getting more and more sick with the headaches that he's been receiving and hallucinations that he's been seeing of Destiny. Because not only is Destiny dead, but her body has turned up on the beach. And seeing as how at the end of episode two, we found out that Destiny was actually alive, that leaves the question, did Victor kill Destiny? And did the 
pride sacrifice actually count, seeing as Destiny was killed later on? Apparently not, because the mummy that we've been discussing in the last episode and the episode before finally speaks, and he says that no, the sacrifice did not work, and that means that Leslie is going to have to bring up one more. And who knows, that new sacrifice may actually be Molly, seeing as how some of the parents are already getting ready to dispose of her if she even knows anything. The energy of this episode has completely been amped up compared to what we've seen from episode 1 and episode 2, and it's going to be exciting to find out what we see from now on, especially when the kids find out that Destiny is now Fox News approved dead. What do you think is going to happen next? What were some of your favorite scenes? I have a lot of questions still. I feel like I get more and more questions with every episode that we have and just as many answers. I was really excited to see Nico actually wield the staff that her mother has because now we're seeing the group band together, not only as a group of friends, but a group investing in some kind of supernatural element that's normal in the Marvel verse. And also, what did you guys think about Gert having powers? A lot of what we learned this episode is going to affect us going forward. Where are they going to get another sacrifice? What is the sacrifice actually going to do? And who's going to be next? How are the kids going to handle Destiny actually being dead? Again, there are only so many answers we can get in a 45-minute episode. And who knows what we're going to receive in episode 4. But until then, keep talking.